Welcome back. My name is Ike Morgan. Today I'm joined once again by veteran reporter Lita Gore. Howdy, Lita. Hi there. We had an election on Tuesday, a midterm that for Alabama meant the GOP sweeping just about everything from governor right on down to assistant lunch lady. Actually, assistant to the lunch lady, I think it was. I personally thought everybody would be sick of politics, but I've seen all y'all's Facebook pages, Twitter accounts, and apparently you're not. You can't get enough. So Lita and I would love to add four more cents into this week's goings on. Lita, did anything surprise you in the slightest on Tuesday? Um, I think turnout was better than what was projected, mm-hmm. um, which is always a positive sign. Secretary of State John Merrill said, you know, between 35 and 45 percent. And that's, you know, I don't even know how you would start projecting that. Yeah, how does I mean, it I'm not do bashing that? him. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question, isn't it? I think they look at trends and then the percentage of people who have who have registered since the last one. Um, it ended up being close to 50%, and actually in some counties at 59%. Um, so I thought that was a very interesting trend for a midterm election. Um, and and the, 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 the numbers were up. I, I looked at county-by-county county results. And they were pretty pretty high across the board. It wasn't like you had one county where you saw some weird spike. They were they were strong across the board. Um, I think the number of straight ticket voters in Alabama was shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, it was somewhere around of sixty percent of Republicans, you know, cast a straight party vote, mm-hmm. which means if you are a uh, you know the Democrat seeking the chief justice, and and I'm just pulling that race out of my hat, but. He, that race was was one of the ones that Democrats thought they might have a chance. You don't. Mm. You're you know <laughs> you're down um, you're down from the start. I should say sixty percent of voters cast straight party because it wasn't just Republicans, but it was voters. But you know um, I think that's a very high number, and it sort of tells you how divided we are. You know, so few people just. I mean, and that doesn't even include the people who literally bubbled in every Republican. You know, that's just the ones who right. just I, said, forget I think this. There, yeah. I think there are a lot of folks who say, hey, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make sure everyone's counted. You know, they want to be sure. Yeah. And they go through and bubble in everyone. You, and you're right. It's it's we're, we're such in our silos. And, and I think it goes back to national politics. That's where we identify yeah. one of the two national parties. And the other one just has nothing for me. Right, right. And and it's interesting because where you see that really playing a role is not your statewide offices, it's your local races. You know, if you are, um, for example, Craig Ford, who is a, I think he ran as an independent, but he's been a long-time Democrat in Alabama, and he's, he's I'm not sure, he, you know, I'm going to say young because he's around my age, which makes them young, but <laughs> I would say middle, <laughs> middle age, you know, uh-huh. but... Um, got killed for his race to the state Senate. You're, it's just going to be very, very difficult to win if you're not a Republican in Alabama right now. Yeah, on the, well, Which, on the other side, in Jefferson County, is is, is very Democrat. Yeah. The Democrats turned out, yeah. and um, the sheriff, and Mike Hale. Yeah, lost. oh, yeah. Uh, and he, yeah. he's a Republican. And I've always wondered why in the heck is a sheriff a Republican or Democrat Elect- anyway. right? Well, it's like a judge running as a Republican or a Democrat. That always drove me crazy because I just want you to be a good judge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand partisan races like that. But but it's weird, you know, to run as a sheriff. And I'm a Republican sheriff. I'm a Democratic sheriff. But, um, yeah, there are those little pockets that you see in Alabama. 
the problem is, and I say problem only in if you if you are really saying a robust two-party system helps keep the other one in checks and balances. Mm-hmm. We don't have a two-party system in the state. You know, the Republicans added to a supermajority, um, but yet, you know, they they don't seem to be just moving ahead leaps and bounds. But they they've certainly got the votes if they wanted to move ahead leaps and bounds. Yeah. Um, Kay Ivey coasted. I mean. And I think what's interesting about that, not that that was a surprise, because it wasn't a surprise that she was going to win, but from a a national sort of historical standpoint, Kay Ivey is, I haven't looked at the recent numbers as in recent since Tuesday, so I don't want to speak, but she is going to be, if not the oldest governor, one of the oldest governors, Mm -hmm. because the three that were ahead of her are not running. So I'm not sure if somebody somewhere in Vermont, you know, was older than Kay Ivey and elected. But she is a single female Republican who is 74 years old, 70, yeah, and, you know, and got elected without any single question. And I think from a history, and her last name is not Wallace, and she's a woman who won the governorship in Alabama. So I find that fascinating, you know, that that we seem to have evolved in so many ways that you know, you would hear little questions about her age, or she, I didn't hear anybody question the fact she was a woman. Nobody. I mean, I guess somebody might have, but I didn't. So it's interesting to see how, you know, those questions just sort of have resolved herself, and a lot because she was a Republican, and frankly, a lot because the economy is doing well and Alabama is doing well in an Alabama sense. So yeah. it made reelection easier. Yes. Yeah, she... I, 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 yeah, I think the other interesting is. Um, and I cannot take credit for this. I wish I could. But it makes you realize how bad a candidate Roy Moore was to lose. Mm-hmm. If the Democrats who have Walt Maddox, who by all outward appearances, Governor of Tuscaloosa, I mean, Mayor of Tuscaloosa, you know, young guy, energetic, dynamic, ran a campaign, made some iffy choices towards the end on some of the things he attacked Kay Ivey on, but but, you know, I mean, as far as this young blue wave, you would think he would be perfect, just bottomed out. Yeah. I mean, you know, didn't win Tuscaloosa. It's, it's so the national brand. So for Roy Moore to lose, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're for not Roy gonna, Moore to yeah. lose was bad. And he was he was bad. Yeah, <laughs> he's a bad candidate. Absolutely, I, and you know, uh, I've been in conversations about well, who to who to um, give credit to for that, and a lot of you know, you had a lot of uh, black women voters came out to vote against Roy Moore, and that you know that that's normally not a demographic that really goes after someone like Moore. There there are other Republicans yeah. that are that have been bigger uh, uh, opponents. Also, conservatives that stayed at home or yeah. even voted yeah. for Doug Jones. You know, let's. I think I think people shortchange Alabama on being able to be flexible. Now, when you expect them to be flexible and vote for Democrats and Republicans, and yeah. everyone's looking at these national brands, your product just. It, there's no demand for it here. That's the problem. Then no. I know that some of these candidates locally aren't as liberal as some of them nationally, but it's still it's it's the same. Th- I, you know what? People are following national politics more than they ever have, and I think that's I a agree. good thing. But it's also yeah. leading to this: I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat. The other side's evil because that's how they get votes is persuading you that the other side's evil. And here we are. <laughs> well, and I think I think you're exactly right. I also think if I was 
a Walt Maddox, and we already heard this from Doug Jones, I would look at my own Democratic Party leaders and say, y'all stink, and we got to do something. Now, Doug Jones tried. I mean, yeah. he tried to oust the current Democratic leadership, and basically, shockingly, I mean, you would think Doug Jones would be the face of that party saying – they told him, have a Coke and a smile and go somewhere else. They really did. You know, so they weren't worried about you've it got, a bit. No, no. But the thing about it is, you know, Alabama is, is a strange state in that the, the head of the Republican Party, you know, is elected by the Republican group, but they're, they're out there. They're well known. You know who that person is generally. And people know the Democratic Party leaders for the opposite reason, which is basically you can't find them. Mm-hmm. You know, or you mm-hmm. don't, you know, they might pop up with some bizarre something, but there's just no, and some of their own candidates came out this time and said, the Democratic Party in Alabama stinks. We got no help. Mallory Hagan, who ran for Congress, I mean, if if your former Miss America, who, mm-hmm. you know, comes out of this Me Too movement, she is the kind of candidate that you would hope, um, if you were a Democrat, you could get, you know, a young female I mean, you know, just didn't do anything. But she doesn't live here either. That I mean, or until recently, right? I mean, she like comes back to Oklahoma. Yeah, she's from here and then came back and that kind of stuff. But for her to come out after the election and and in some pretty non-Miss America profane language (laughs) say exactly what the Democratic Party did, which was nothing, you know. Um, I just think. You know, they're they're handicapped, obviously, by the views here of national politics, but I also think they are very handicapped by their own party leaders. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's hard here not to focus on that because there's only so many ways you can say Republicans won easily. Mm -hmm. You know, you start dissecting the Democratic Party, and people say, well, all you pay attention to is Democrats. Well, because you're, you're just thinking, it's almost like why you have to write every week about Alabama playing Charleston Southern. You know they're going to win, but you still figure out who their quarterback is. It's kind of that same mentality when you're covering politics in this state, because there's only so many ways you can say Republicans won again. You know. well, let me make a sort of, a, I guess, a business metaphor, and I know they don't always work in politics as well as people like to think, but I think this one might. Uh, if you you don't have a product that, that people want, I'm not passing judgment. It may be a great product. It may be working everywhere, but they just there's no demand for it. You're not going to have the greatest CEOs in the world coming through saying, give me that job. I mean, you need to know that you're going to be able to win, right? For the for this, right. I mean, that's a great point. I'm yeah. sure people want to run it, but th- that's to to step up the ladder. And uh, I I don't know. I just it, I don't know what comes first. The is the poor leadership a product of just not able to? They're not able to get any traction. And and then where do you go? Because what is great leadership? I mean, you could bring in Joe Biden to run the the party down here, and are they going to win a lot of elections right out of the shoot? I mean, he would get a lot of help for people, absolutely, but if that makes any sense at all. Well, it does, and I think that is part of it. I think, you know, it's like the vicious cycle. You've got poor leadership because you've got poor candidates. You've got poor candidates because you've got poor leadership. Um, and, and I think that is part of it. I don't know, you know, right now in the current climate, Democrats aren't going to make some huge gain in Alabama. And maybe the Jefferson County, you know, I've, I've picked my pockets of where I'm going to choose 
maybe that's where they go. But I don't, I don't see, you know, um, I don't see them really help celebrating that or working in, you know, there's, it, it's so strange. Usually, you know, two seconds after a Republican wins, the Republican Party here is out on social media. Congratulations, so and so. You know, way to go, way to go. Mm-hmm. They're constantly doing that. I, you just don't see any sort of presence at all. I usually jokingly say if you go on the you know, the state Democratic Party's website, the press release, the most recent press release is six months old, and that's being generous. Yeah. You know, and I think they did have a statement about the shooting at the at the temple. But, that, I mean, that's about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But so I, I don't know. I think where we as Alabamians have to look is maybe we're not worried so much about which party, but we need to hold whichever party is in control um, accountable for getting some things done. You know, it's it's almost like when the Republicans, if you have a supermajority, and I don't mean, I mean, if there was such a thing as a mega supermajority, that's what they would have, then get some stuff done and get some things fixed, and let's work towards solving some issues. You know, there are no more excuses. Um, and so, not that there have been, because they've had this majority for a while, but my my concern is, I have wondered, and I'm just using the label Republican because that's what it takes to get elected in the state, but if we, you know, put up the, I don't know, my dog that ran and nobody knew who it was and they were a Republican, chances are they probably score pretty well. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. doesn't mean they could govern, but right. it means they would do pretty well. So I, I don't know. It's, it's um, but how many people? To see. How many people? And and I'm not saying that they're doing this because they're stupid or they're wrong necessarily. But how many people would vote for your dog even if they knew it was a dog, because yeah. they don't want the other side to accomplish anything? You know, because that, yeah. that's not what they believe in. And I think that's the problem. That's where we are. That's why ideology is just running amok here. And I mean, why? It, well, the, the the Trump thing, Trump and, and, and Clinton are running, and, and some people on the right were disgusted by Trump. And they, they wanted right. Ted Cruz to win, or they wanted Jeb Bush to win. And they don't like hearing somebody fuss at everybody and uh, fuss yeah. at reporters and, and certain at, at the very best not able to articulate a difference between illegal immigration and Mexican people. I mean, come on, right. you know, right. that's, that's yeah. embarrassing. And right. yet they're not – they voted for Trump because – Right. I'm not going to vote they for will Hillary not vote Clinton. For, for right. Democrat. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's understandable. The thing is, we, 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 we talk about how awful it is that we're voting straight line. It is and it isn't. I mean, you have values you have to stand behind. Right, right. And, and you know, I always think about it this way. Um, I've never voted straight party. And, and I think a lot of that's the nature of my career. Mm-hmm. Because I always tell people, when you really work with some of these people a lot, you either learn to really have great respect for the person they are, not the uh-huh. candidate, but the person they are, or you're like, oh, holy moly, I don't care what party you are, you know, whoa, no. Yeah. And, and it's very hard, by the way. Let me, let me feel, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. Reporters <laughs> on Election Day, it is a struggle yeah. because you kind of have to pull back a little. I'm not one of these. I've heard reporters say I don't believe reporters should vote. I don't, I don't follow that. I mean, I'm a citizen who pays taxes. I, sh- I need to vote. But it is hard because you do have a little bit different perspective. You you know, you're not so much a partyist, you know, so to speak. 
but for the average person, it never fails, never fails, especially in Alabama on these goofy amendments that we get. Because to do anything, we have to add an amendment to, you know, the the Constitution that's 8 billion miles long. And because those aren't listed by party, and unless a, a particular party really starts educating people about it or getting people out to vote, I will get a call or a question if I'm out. How, how, what, what, how should I vote on those amendments? Mm-hmm. And it's like because party can't tell them how to vote on those because it's rare that, you know, one party comes out just really bad, unless it's really obvious like some of the ones we had this time that right. were more a little bit black and white, that, because people don't know. You know, mm-hmm. but that's a whole that's a whole other thing that we, you know, vote on emus in Houston County, which we do. So, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, just to tell you, because I was reading all these local amendments. Now, it wasn't statewide, which I'm shocked because usually these sorts of crazy things are. But there was there was an amendment that was allowing, I want to say Houston County, could be wrong, Hale County, Houston County, one of the more rural counties to vote on if they could regulate the use of golf carts. But we, people <laughs> voted on that. I, that was, yeah. I, I would have totally gotten that into my, my weekday yes. news updates. Yes, that was not they on voted. our radar screen. Yes, see, I'm telling you what you find when you start reading the Secretary of State's website. Yep, so we got golf carts. And I don't, need, I don't know if it passed. I need to go back and look because apparently that was a very big issue. Yeah, so, let's get that on yeah. the website, and then I'll steal it for the yeah. show. On heaven, heaven forbid we have local control and let let you know counties do that. But no, we're gonna we're gonna send everybody out to vote on it. So, well, John so, Hammontree, yeah. John Hammontree did a story. Uh, he talked to some some Democrats around the state, and they they were given some of their well, I don't I don't know excuses. I'll use that word, but the yeah. reasons for not doing well. And they you know it's the straight ticket voting and the the some of the voter suppression things that were uh, seemed to be percolating before the election. I'm not sure that there's anything going to be anything to that. But um, no, the still no, the, the the no leadership. But the amendments were a big thing. Uh, that yeah. they were trying to blame it on the some of the red meat um, amendments. So we had one on uh, that pretty much all it did was say, we don't like abortion in Alabama. That's right. that's the yeah. effect of it. And, and yeah, the it other, had no legal effect. Right, yeah. right. Because Roe v. Wade is still in effect. Right. And um, yeah, and, uh, some people were worried that it, that it would uh, it would be interpreted to go a lot farther and apply to uh, people who, had, you know, make people who had had have miscarriages um, to make them. Um, criminally liable but that, i think that's a right. real, real reach um yeah. yeah anyway and what it, was what was the other one i can't remember the other the one the other one was the ten commandments amendment that said that right. we were which actually does have a little bit more legal teeth it's saying that the, that it was clearing the way for the ten commandments to be displayed in public places right but but the big but on that one is no public money can be used to defend a lawsuit that arises from that display now, there are groups that will say, no big deal, I'll back you the whole way, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was a, um, it was that we can display the, and, and the other two were some other, you know, random thing. But the, the, the abortion one and the Ten Commandments ones, the abortion amendment really is more of a long-looking effort by some national groups to say, if the court keeps changing, you know, mm-hmm. if, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has to leave the court, and the court has a huge conservative shift. 
Republicans still hold the Senate. You know, they, they've still got that going on. And let's say Roe v. Wade is overturned. That sort of positioning or giving back to the states. You know, that, that would be the big thing. I don't know if you'd see an overturn, but giving back to the states to yeah. decide, like we, like we do a lot of things. Right. Alabama can say, we've already done it. We're already decided, we, you know, we're not mm-hmm. going to do that. Um, the Ten Commandments one was more of a, um, I'd say, shot across the bow to some of these organizations that do nothing but come around and sue people for having prayer before, you know, football games and stuff like that. Um, It'll that give them sort something of, to do, yeah. Right, right. It, it sets that up, and, and, you know, we can have Ten Commandments in schools and that sort of thing. I don't know if, you know, if somebody's uh, – we'll see it challenged. It'll be challenged umpteen million times. And, but since the state can't use private money, it makes it a little bit more – you know, it's not, it's not your tax dollars that would go to defend it. So it, it's a little bit different amendment. But the, the abortion one is, I don't want to say um, more complex – but it definitely has a little bit more background to it, I think, as to what the purpose of it is, other than just, do you remember, I don't even, when we passed, Alabama passed the one that said, like, you can't have Sharia law in Alabama, and you're right. like, well, duh, you know? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it was, I, I think there's a little bit more to it as far as goals and history on that one. Well, in Mississippi, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, or uh, or I'll look it up and delete this if I'm wrong. When Mississippi <laughs> was passing some of their, their gambling um, stuff in the past couple of years, I think they got in position to legalize um, casino gambling everywhere or, or whatever. It was. Yeah. No, no, sports betting. Uh, they got yeah. in position yeah. to legalize sports betting before it was legal because they knew it was going to be legal. Well, this is yep. more of a long shot with Roe v. Wade being yep. overturned. I, I can't imagine. Uh, we have to be a long way down the road for that, but it puts them in position to do whatever they need to do or, or want right. to do. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. So now, I, you know, we talk about it, and that's a whole separate issue about Roe v. Wade being overturned, but handing back to the states is a different issue than overturning. Mm-hmm. And we've seen with sports betting, you know, we've seen several things where a more conservative court is very happy to hand things back to the states. Yes. So, you know, we're not there yet, like you said, but all joking aside, the – you know, the court is older, <laughs> and mm. we have seen that, that senators, you know, I think years from now, let's say Trump either decides not to run or is not elected in 2020. If if he does one more, you know, if he gets one more Supreme Court appointment, you have a historic presidency as far as changing of the court. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and that's something, you know, he's picked – fairly young justices that that could go on for quite a while so the trump presidency even with two is is an interesting presidency just from what we've seen from the supreme court so i think alabama's just kind of lining that up you know thinking their way through things a a lot and a lot of justices even if he turns the court a lot they get in and and it's not they're not as ideological on everything as, as we make out, but we, we think they're going in as politicians. I know that Clarence Thomas, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, if anybody's legislating from the bench, it's those, those two yeah. extremes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think Kavanaugh's going to be, you think, you think, yeah, Kavanaugh's I think Kavanaugh will be, will be, and Gorsuch, I, I mean, I think he's picking ones who are pretty established so that he doesn't have another, you know, frankly, John Roberts who changed healthcare with one vote or, Obama you know, I think yeah, you see, yeah, yeah I, I think he's going to 
try to um, stay with more typically conservative justices in the long run. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean there's nothing that says they don't get on their turn 80 and say, I'm going to do whatever I want, right. which is you know, what now, I would do. Now, do, <laughs> you, do you remember when Roberts was put on the court and people lost their minds over how oh, yeah. regressively conservative he was going to be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and we look back, you know, I was looking back during the, the Kavanaugh hearings and at some of the contentious hearings and even Clarence Thomas, because that was, I was younger and, 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 um, not you know not like all tied up in it and what we thought was so bad and so partisan and so crazy now looks like a walk in the park yeah. you know now it's like whatever and i heard somebody say the other day and i thought this was brilliant that you know there were things in the past that would keep a candidate from running mm-hmm. that now we literally would not even check up on you know gary hart left the presidency because he rode on a boat with a girl and had his picture made with her now we, I mean, we would be like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't even think would that would we? make the news. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I don't We think. might try Well, to... I mean, we got to look. Well, look at it this way. When Ronald Reagan was elected, I very distinctly remember say, reading, you know, he was the first divorced president. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge deal. He was yeah. divorced. Now we're like, eh, wife number what? I mean, you know, <laughs> what? I don't even it's know how many really, really Trump's different. had. I'm not even three. sure what wife is it. Had three. This is his third yeah. wife. Okay. Yeah, which I mean, people <laughs> that happens. Got it. Got it. Yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's hey, very close, very close to home there. <laughs> yeah, got it. But here's what's funny. This early one, and we're totally, you know, as as usual, we're totally like off the topic. But um, there is a great designing women episode. Go find it on YouTube, people. Where he was. Um, like he had the number two girlfriend that was mad at number one wife. And there's this great um, Designing Women episode where they're talking about Donald Trump and what a, you know, fame seeker he was and how horrible and all this stuff. And this is, what, 20 years. And I just want to go to them and say, y'all, he's going to be president. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just tell you. Because one of their their storylines is about the Clarence Thomas hearing. So it was just funny to see how things have changed just during that period of time. I thought you know. all the TV shows just loved Donald Trump back then. Well, who knows? I did, that wasn't the one Louis Grizzard was on, was it? That's the only no, Designing Women one. episode I've ever seen. <laughs> Somebody said, hey, no, Louis Grizzard's on this show. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, we'll, one day we'll have a podcast on Lita's favorite Designing Women episodes. So I can tell you. <laughs> all right. As but long no, as I we, just think it. As long yeah, as we have Dukes of Hazard next week, then. Yeah, we can do that. We can do like a battle royal. <laughs> now, <laughs> that. Back to Alabama and still on the amendments a little bit, the the, um, the abortion amendment and the Ten Commandments amendment, definitely, there's no question it's red meat stuff. Did that really bring people to the polls? Is the, Can the Democrats blame anything on that at all? Mm, no, people... I think that's a reach. I mean, I think people, if you took those amendments, did it drive some interest? Sure, probably did. I, I don't think it I don't think it was a deciding factor. And you know what's really interesting? Whenever we've done any kind of polling or stories or anything about what what is Alabama's number one issue, what do we need to be dealing with, you know, it, and abortion is barely ticks the register. Mm-hmm. Like it does not, you know, move the needle a whole lot. Ten Commandments or even Confederate mon- monuments don't move the needle. It is your standard education, economy, you know, future of my children. That's the issues 
but it's a lot easier to pass an amendment like this than it is to really address those big issues. I think that people, when they're on a poll, they're they're thoughtful and they think, "Hey, I'm a I'm a smart and and I care about things that matter and that they they realize that they can affect the other stuff and they go after." Yeah. But I think when they vote, I'm not saying they get less serious or less crazy, but they're if they're anti-abortion they're going to vote anti-abortion so it i think when you get yeah. in the booth you're going to get those people i don't think they got up and went to the polls uh no n- no no I, it's not a an issue that i think drove them to the polls um if i was a democrat in alabama i'd be blaming it on that too you know i wouldn't say well my message stinks and i have no good candidates and um <laughs> well i mean you know really and truthfully they actually had some viable candidates this time yeah. and uh it was not uncommon when I lived in Shelby County for you to walk in to vote and there not be a Democratic candidate. If it was a, if it was a local election, there never was, ever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But you would have, during a primary, two lines for Republican and Democrat. And I was always like, well, you know, there's if you're going to vote for a race, there were no contested Democratic races. You had to vote in the Republican primary. And, that's, and really in Alabama, that's when everything's decided. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like a governor's race and all. And when Kay Ivey walked away with that Republican nomination, you know, against how many people? Six, seven people without checking up, you know, didn't even have a runoff. It was over. Mm-hmm. You know, it was over for her. And I think there were some people who kept thinking we're going to have a Doug Jones surprise. But I think I heard that more from Republicans. Like Republicans were very concerned we can't have this happen again. And Terry Latham, who's the state GOP chair, I think she was dead on when she said we were lulled into complacency last year. It didn't happen this year. And I think she's on to something there. I think Doug Jones sort of motivated Republicans, obviously, more than he motivated Democrats in this state. It's still this awful Roy Moore effect. But, but Doug Jones, I mean, one thing about these candidates, these Democrat candidates, and you say they're viable and they, they, they are, they're not – they're not like crazy off the charts liberals. No, I mean, they're not. No, and, and, but no. it's just the national brand that sticks to them. And you know, Doug Jones, he's not a crazy off the chart liberal, but he's going to no. work with the Democrats. He's gonna he's gonna campaign right. with the Democrats. And you're like, if you're a Republican, uh, I don't like that part. You know, that makes it a little harder. Well, it, no, they're not. And, and you look at Walt Maddox, who. Um, You know, you didn't see big, huge Democratic people coming down here and, and, you know, endorsing him and backing him and doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, the man rebuilt Tuscaloosa after a tornado. You know, I mean, there's something beloved about a a politician who can do that sort of thing. Um, But he couldn't generate any interest. So I think that's what you're saying, that there just is not the branding. There's not the party. There are no numbers to pull from. And, and uh, interestingly enough, I'm, I've watched a lot of Jones um, in the last couple of weeks with, with some of his comments. I, I'm, you know, I made the prediction on this, he would run as an independent. And and I think, I, I don't know if I'm still, I don't know if I'm still as sold on that. I, if, if it's right, then yes, I'm 100% sold on it. But if it's not right, then my question is more, does he drift or march or roll over more to the left? You know, does does he say, I got two years, I ain't coming back, I'm going to do what I want, you know, 
there's I, there's a part of me that wonders if that's not what's going to happen. I think he ought to do whatever's inside of him if 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 I'm him, yeah. whether that's to the left or whether it's to the right. But yeah, uh, and and I assume, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I'll bet that's what he does. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. I can't speculate but well uh, i mean we'll get an idea if he's a, a politician or if he really did say i believe this and this is what i'm going to back yeah you know a politician would have voted for brett kavanaugh if he was a politician in this state if he wanted to get reelected, he would have voted for brett kavanaugh and he didn't and that was sort of a signal of i'm here i'm gonna vote the way i see fit you know yeah yeah so it'll be interesting we're, we we if if these numbers hold up you know he's toast and I think I've seen lots of pundits say, if these numbers hold up long run, Jones has no chance. You know, unless he runs against Roy Moore again. <laughs> well, Maybe I see. Maybe he can convince Roy Moore I, to run again. I don't know. I see, too. I'm sure that he would love to. You know, it's uh, Trump yes. would love Hillary yes. Clinton to run again. Uh, yes, I'm not. I'm, I'm sure not making. I'm not making an. Equ- I'm not equating the two, uh, America. Yes. But <laughs> I promise. But that's well, the. You well, know. it's kind of like Trump saying, "Oh yeah, Nancy Pelosi should be speaker." Of course, he thinks Nancy Pelosi <laughs> should be speaker. She's irritating. Of course, he thinks she should be speaker. Well, I thought that was the funniest to, thing ever. Yeah, people are used to. They know how to beat up on her. I mean, it's you know, right, you yeah. a known, a known opponent. Uh, but I, there are two people who I could see running for against Doug Jones. Who, who are the two most likely people, and and I, it's it would be very difficult. I think for Jones, um, one of them just got uh, just got canned. This <laughs> one of them needs a job. <laughs> one of them's looking for work, and and a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people are saying, you know, when Jeff Sessions uh, resigned, it must have been it must have been minutes that Luther Strange, who wanted that Senate seat bad, got on Twitter and said, "Hey, Jeff oh, no. Sessions for Senate." It was before. Was it it really? was before he resigned. Before. <laughs> I have the screenshot. It was before because I actually sent it out and retweeted it and said, what is this? And it was like, oh, wait. I mean, if it wasn't before, it was the minute of. You know, I mean, it was right there. And there are a lot of people in the state who who would love to see that happen. I don't know if Jeff Sessions is one of them, but... You know, what? he would love. There's a lot of people who would like that. I'm not would, sure Bradley Byrne would like it. No, probably but, not. But Luther Strange. Now, was that just a cry out to say, "Hey, everybody, I'm not interested. I don't want anything to do with that seat." I wondered if that was a personal thing too. Well, yeah, I think that was a. Uh, even though, um, you know, the president kind of backed Luther Strange. That was always a weird arrangement from to me it just seemed very uncomfortable that that i think that was luther strange saying i know where my you know i know where things should have been all along yeah and i and i think that's kind of his comment on things but yeah it would not um you know obviously we're talking about jeff sessions who was asked to resign this week from the attorney general's office after two years basically on the on the job and Mm -hmm. um did so, I have to say, very graciously. I mean, he, he handled himself, I thought, excellently, because I don't think I would have. You know, <laughs> I think I would have been like, okay, well, let's have a talk here, you know. But he didn't. He was very gracious. And, and as I have said before, this is not a political statement, but just from working with him, he has always been very gracious. 
Um, that's not a um, comment on politics, just a comment on how he deals with, with I, when, when my, my dealings with him. It would have been but, really um, out of character for him to call a press conference. It would have just, been. Just oh, shuck all the corn I, I can't ever see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't ever see that happening. It's just, yeah, it's not, you know, he wasn't like that as a senator. He's not going to be like that now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Bradley Byrne, who's a representative who has already he's not come out and said i'm running but he's done everything but you know he's done everything but by the billboard so to speak he says oh yeah if jeff sessions runs again i'm all in i don't know if the state republican party is gonna say yeah i think that's a great idea or if they're gonna say we want one good strong candidate and you're gonna support our candidate and wink wink nod nod when this comes open because jeff sessions is older you're our man you know that that could be or or when Richard Shelby leaves, Bradley Byrne, you're our man. You right. know, let's put sessions. But I would love to see – this is total selfish reporterness in me. I would love to see Jeff Sessions back in the Senate just because it would set up so many great stories. You know, like I would love for Donald Trump to need Jeff Sessions' vote and have to come to him and say, you know, <laughs> and, and I need your vote, Jeff. You know, and and I think that – a lot of people in Alabama, even though they do support Trump, there is a level of Jeff Sessions was treated poorly. Yeah. And I think you hear, you know, the, the overwhelming thought is we may support Trump, but Jeff Sessions is one of ours, and you didn't treat him real well. And he yeah. didn't. I mean, let's be honest. It oh, was no bad. question. No question. Yeah. Uh, but I've, and I've seen both sides in our state. And I think you're right. I think more people are like, either you know they just want to step away from that situation and say oh, that wasn't real yeah. cool but a lot of people i mean people who are really in the trump camp man you, you can't they're they're pro trump it's forget all the other oh, stuff yeah. around it he if trump doesn't like him he they don't like him either and and they um people here i saw people here mad at sessions for recusing himself and you know, okay. <laughs> oh yeah okay. now, there were people who were mad at sessions for recusing himself Part of me thinks if I was Jeff Sessions, I would head off to Wilcox County and get a farm and go fishing for a while. <laughs> but I don't know if you've been in Washington. I don't fish, but you know, uh, I think if you've been in Washington D.C. a long time, that's hard to do. You know, it's it's hard to walk away like that. So I don't know. I, I will be interested to see. You know, I don't, I don't see him as as a the Fox News newest announcer though. You know, I, I don't. No, I don't no, that's not a thing. That's going to happen. No, I, would, I wouldn't think. Maybe but who, a book. Who knows? I would love to read a book. Yeah, but who I don't knows? even see that happening. Well, yeah. uh, R- Richard Shelby, his his seat comes open in twenty twenty two, right? I mean, I say open. That's when he's up for reelection again. Whether or not he'll right. run. What what is his age now? He's he's eighty. Golly, right? I don't even. I would have to look. He's in his eighties. He's in his eighties, and and I want to say like eighty two, eighty three. You know, I definitely would be at the farm, hopefully at 82, 83. I, I need 80, to look. 84. He's 84. 84. Okay. Yeah. See, I was close, at least. He was 84. So that would put him um, into his 90s. He it would put him to, like, 92, 93. He's strong uh, Thurman level, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't so, think it. You know, it is, yeah. But No, no. I mean, no. I, I, and, I, and, you know, that's what's so funny when people talk about Kay Ivey's age. I, I don't necessarily think of Kay Ivey as... Because as the older I get, 74 becomes younger and younger and younger. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, more power to you. Well, and our, I mean, we have the oldest president we've ever had, and that's really not, you know, I don't hear a lot about Trump's age necessarily. Doesn't, that doesn't so seem to be an issue. I think that's just a change. Yeah. No, uh-uh. I think it's just a change. You know, people live longer, you're in better shape. Why not? Do what you need to do. 
But uh, I could see if Sessions wants his old seat back. Byrne is a younger man. Um, mm-hmm. Richard Shelby, there you go. You know, you've got it all set up to to waltz on in there. And, and I think um, there would be sort of a perverse pleasure for a lot of people if Sessions won his old seat back. And it would be like, with, you know, deja vu all over again. Here we, you know. And I doubt Sessions would have to campaign at all. You know what I mean? Right, I think right. he would – I think you would he'd make a couple of appearances and shake some hands and get sixty four percent of the vote. Well here's so. here's the difference between the, the parties in Alabama. You can depend on the Republican Party in Alabama to be planning for this and trying to make it where it won't get too screwed up. Now but yeah. the the last that Senate special election, they let that get away from them. That was right. embarrassing. Right. They, but, it got out of yeah. But they should have come out and, and dis, they they could have solved it. They could have disowned more and solved this problem. Yeah. They would have a Republican in the Senate right now if they'd done that. Yeah. Yeah. Well And I don't and, think yeah. they'll they'll make that mistake. The, the letting Bentley appointing uh, Luther Strange uh, that 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 tainted him and they messed it yeah. up from there. They needed to to be more forward thinking it with every move. And and there's a chance they will with the Democrats. You know, know that they probably wouldn't. So that's uh, oh no, they'll they'll learn about the election about a week ahead of time. Yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> be like oh crap, there's an election. Right. Yeah, and you know Jones knows that. He knows he's not getting money from them. He knows. I mean, he has said that he's not getting infrastructure help from them. He's not getting anything from them the positive side of that is he knows he's got to run his own campaign he's got to do it himself and you see some some democratic leaders stepping up the mayor of birmingham young dynamic mayor he says forget you i'm, I'm gonna form my own group mm-hmm. um now that splinters things but it also sets things up if if people want to support you know somebody who's actually doing something that could end up being the de facto democratic party and the old guard democrats are even more you know, worthless than they were. When this, it's almost like a power vacuum that's that's taking place, especially once Jones, uh, if conventional wisdom is right, loses in 2020, and someone like Randall Woodfin can, with a vacuum there, can I tend to believe he probably has um, thoughts beyond mayor of Birmingham. Oh, I'm he's, sure. He's done yeah. so much oh, campaigning I mean, with other assume. Democrats. He's, yeah, he yeah. seems to be making friends uh, outside of the city. Um, yeah, good that, for him. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm I, I'm from Birmingham. I don't care what party you are. I would love to see a good mayor there. Yeah, you know, so, that can get some things done and solve some problems. Yeah, with a, with a potential p- vacuum of power in the state, someone like that can really right. gain some ground quickly. So we'll see. Sure. We'll see if that happens. Well, I th- I think we're we're over on time. Um, gosh, not us. There was a yeah, really. <laughs> there, we just started, didn't we? And we have we even talked yeah. about everything? No, but uh, no. Th- th- thanks for joining me again, Lita. This was fun. We, no problem. We went through we went through a bunch of it, and um, you know, some stuff to think about and watch as we go forward. I guess we start on 2020 now. So, well, we've already yeah, started. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. We All started right. in 2018, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, and we'll uh, okay. we'll, we'll talk talk at you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening. I told y'all yesterday we'd bring something unbiased and level-headed. I didn't say we'd be right about everything, but hopefully we're close. Hey, if you don't mind, leave us a review on your app or our Amazon page. That's supposed to expose more people to this product, and hopefully keep us around a bit. So thank you for giving us the opportunity to sit around and talk politics as part of our job. Also deserving thanks for our very blessed circumstances in this great country, of course, are our men and women in uniform. 
Sunday is Veterans Day. It'll be observed Monday, but it's never too early or too late to tell all veterans thank you sincerely for your service. May we never get so hung up on politics and all this other crazy stuff that we take you for granted. We're back Monday to restart our daily news briefings. Till then, check us out on AL.com. For Lita Gore, I'm Mike Morgan, and you can find us down in Alabama. <laughs>